Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Jin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. Here with me today is Lisa Wong, president of OCA Greater Cleveland. Hi! And our special guest today is Ken. I didn't catch your last name. (laughs) It's Ken Uehara. Can you spell that? Yeah. Uh, U-E-H-A-R-A. Can so you tell I, me where? Yeah. So I think it's your Japanese. Yes. Japanese. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, I think like the only other person who has uh, who have some, has some famous ties to that is Koji Uehara. And he's a Major League Baseball player. Oh, oh cool. What, what team? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> Maybe you should know. That's, that's okay. about the extent of my sports knowledge. Okay, good. Because DJ Lexicon, one of our former uh, uh, hosts, was really into sports. And whenever we'd have sports guests, I'd be sitting here twiddling my thumbs like this. So, <laughs> so uh, Lisa, you're not big in sports either, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> but anyway, um, mm-hmm. today we're interviewing Ken because he's trying out for the new host position. On Is that what's going on? I'm yes, sure. yes. <laughs> we are going to bombard you with questions and wow, see if you can okay. keep up. He's <laughs> also new to Cleveland, so we want to see like, what he He's oh, yeah, that's so true. far, and what he'd like to find out. Quick, more. when was when was Cleveland established? I have no idea. That's okay, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you arrive? Actually, I have been um, commuting back and forth from Michigan for about a year now. Wow. But uh, uh, my wife accepted a, a job at the Cleveland Public Theater. Oh. So about a year ago, so we moved her out here very quickly. And uh, for that time, I've been just kind of uh, driving back and forth, like the three hours between here and wow. uh, here in Michigan. <laughs> and yeah, eventually it got old very um, within the, the last few months. And mm-hmm. I decided uh, I would just um, make my way out here and just stay here full time and just sort of like oh. not have that transition anymore. And so what does she do at the Cleveland uh, Public Theater? She is the director of patron services. Wow. So she runs the front of house staff and the ticketing uh, sales. So if you've ever oh. gone to Cleveland Public Theater for, yes. uh, for uh, <laughs> to ca- get your tickets, then it's very likely that you've uh, you've seen her and she's given you your ticket. Huh. I, I usually do things online. Maybe I should do things in person now. Okay. <laughs> At some point, though, you would have to go and, I think, retrieve your tickets, even if you've gotten them online. I think the last time I was there, uh, we were interviewing uh, Fuang. She was a Vietnamese dancer with a verb ballet that was performing with them. Um, and we got there early. And we interviewed her, and then we got invited to stay by uh, Dr. Margaret Carlson. So we didn't actually have to get tickets. We just kind of—it was actually for the show. <laughs> we were interviewing her for the show. So yeah, well, they knew we were coming. So I didn't. But this was over a year ago. This was around this time. I, I oh my gosh, I'm so bad with time. And I was telling you my superpowers. I can tell time in the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should rephrase. Maybe I'm really bad just... at knowing things like when they happen in in a year. Right. But when it comes to how much time has passed within the immediate day, I'm a little bit better at right, that. Within so. the hour, so. <laughs> there are some restrictions. I get it. So, um, do you mind telling us where you're staying in the Clevelandish area? Yes, I am uh, staying in the uh, up-and-coming Gordon Square Ooh, district. Oh. Makes Gordon sense. Arts. Yes, lots so. of artists there. How do you like the neighborhood? The neighborhood is still up and coming. Um, I will be honest, it's still a little dodgy. <laughs> it is one of those places where it's give it a couple of years. And uh, you definitely, uh, when I walk around, I see the developments. I think there's three or four more restaurants, bars opening up within the next a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many developments with lofts, uh, new uh uh, new renovations. So really, within a, another year or two, it will be uh, pretty much rivaling what Ohio City is now. Mm-hmm. That's right. nice. And actually, I didn't mean to chuckle. Um, there, there has been crime in the area, and that's well, not. I, I think that in any area, any urban area, because we are getting more tourists. <laughs> yeah, there's more people coming. Right. Yeah. It's, Good it's, it's all the outsiders who are. Uh-huh. Right. Right. No. But, so, <laughs> ahead, well, I just wonder, like, so. What restaurants do you eat at? 
in that area? What have you tried so far? I have tried uh, most of them uh, because they're all within walking distance for me. Uh, mm -hmm. Frank's Falafel House is, mm -hmm. uh, is a staple that I go to quite often. Uh, Latitude 41, they have a great breakfast special. They have a... Uh, Called the Menage à Trois, it's five bucks. Public check that out. Great name, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, it, it's it's a huge breakfast meal for, for only five dollars, and and you get that with coffee as well, unlimited. Have you been to Sweet Moses? I have been. Yeah. Yes. What's your favorite flavor of their? Uh, ice you know, cream? I, I'm pretty uh, vanilla. Vanilla. Um, but I, I would just probably go with their Sunday or just a an ice cream cone. Um, but they do have quite a bit. And I have I have been trying to get a group together perhaps to try that. Uh, I know they have that really huge uh, that, <laughs> oh, that yeah. mount. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the towers. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> what it was called, like the, the tower. I've seen it. I've seen right. somebody order it. I haven't had it yet. Um, again, <laughs> I don't. I should not be eating the whole thing myself, so I would probably need a, a group to go with. <laughs> if, you, if you can eat it all yourself, I, I, I should get you some kind of an award. Or <laughs> uh, How about some bitter milk? So I, so I don't become diabetic. <laughs> I can get you that. That would be easy. Yeah, the Corella. Yeah. So, are there are there any Asian restaurants in the area that you've tried? Uh, there is um, called a Min An, yeah. and yeah. that's uh, I actually haven't been there quite often. Like I've only been there a couple of times, but both times that I have been, it's been it's been pretty good to my recollection. Their pho yeah. broth is really good. I like it that they have a um, shrimp chicken noodle option. Well, the other food restaurants really don't have too many options. Oh, really? So there's a clear noodle soup huh. that I always get. So that's one of my favorites. But I, I think a college friend introduced us to that restaurant. So that was the first place I've ever had pho or you know mm -hmm. noodle soup. So it's one of my favorites. But what no. about um, the Indian restaurant across the street? Is, yeah. uh, is it India Delight or India Garden? India Delight. Delight. Okay, I'm sorry. I get the names mixed up. Have you ever been there? I have yet to to venture to that uh, restaurant. I know they do like a lunch buffet, and that was when I went. And it was it was pretty good. Their butter chicken's really good. So. That's okay. You know, so they are a vendor at the Cleveland Asian Festival, and oh. and you know sometimes you know our guests are a national act. You know they. They get to pick and choose what food they like to have for their, you know, lunch or dinner. And, you know, Chessa said yeah. India, India Delight. So she had it, and she's like, that's the best butter chicken I've ever had. Yeah. And she's from California. Right. And their so, butter chicken's so phenomenal. For dinner, she wanted the same thing. We're like, you have all these options. You want the same food Heck as yeah. you had for lunch. It was that good. So that's why I'm like, have you tried it? The butter chicken at India Delight. We should make okay. a trip out of it. So. But, um, now, I'm very, now I'm very intrigued about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's right there for me, too. I'm sure there's a real name to it, but we always call it butter we chicken. We call it butter chicken. <laughs> then they'll, they'll know. Okay. It's kind of, I don't know what spicy. Maybe it's saffron's a little bit reddish sometimes, so it's really good. It's kind of like a little sweet. Yeah. Candy. I don't know. Okay. But, um, Butter. But have you been down to, like, this Asia Town area? You know what? No. <laughs> is this your first so, trip down here? Wow. So so this is Asia Town. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe he has and just didn't know. <laughs> okay. So um, th this is one of the things uh, that I noticed moving into Cleveland, at, at least in the Gordon Square area, Ohio City, uh, Lakewood. Um, I have spent most of my time, uh, my short time here, there, mm -hmm. and I have found that there was not too many Asians around. Like that, there um, there wasn't much of a like a big population, like, mm -hmm. if at all. Um, I know closer to Case Western in that area, there's a, a much bigger Asian population there. So, I only recently found out that there's an actual Asia town <laughs> and that there's even an Asian community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that w when we were talking about an Asian community, there are maybe before, about four or five people just sitting around a table. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> well, there's three of us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but there's no tables. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's no table in the way. Uh, but yeah, I'm. that's only because I'm, I'm new to the area, so I'm slowly... Uh, finding out more and more about uh, what what this place has to offer. So so you've not been to any restaurants in Asia Town? I have or not, Or any no. of the Asian mini malls that we, we have here? That is correct. I'm completely new to the Asia Town experience. 
Is there anything that you've heard of that you've been wanting to try or find? He's gonna. He's heard of the Cleveland Asian Festival, and he wants to be there, right? right? <laughs> I just heard about wink, this. Wink. An hour, right? <laughs> I've heard about this an hour ago. Yes, <laughs> I do see the posters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's one for the All 2013 over. Asian Festival right, right behind you. <laughs> which one, which yeah, one is that that one looks again? like it was a great time. <laughs> Yeah, we have three posters up here right now. So I was like, <laughs> "That's a Chessa." I'm sorry. I yes, that's Chessa right there. Woo! She was she, amazing. By she the way, she was on NBC The Voice. Yes. Okay, and and this is just a yearly thing where it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm guessing I missed this year's one already. So yes. there, I'm just looking it's forward to. Always in May for mm-hmm. Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, and this past May was our sixth one. Yes. Woo. All right. So we're we're a new, <laughs> a new festival, but we've got a great following, and it's you know one of the fastest growing in the mm-hmm. Cleveland area. It's still growing. Oh my gosh! It's we we're gonna have to expand our footprint. It's no doubt about it. Uh, my friend Casey, Casey, I'm I'm shouting out to you. She's like, yeah, you guys are really bursting at the seams here. You you kind of need to you know expand next year. I'm like, I know we're working on it. Wow. Okay. And so it's great. It's great. Like people yeah. are packed. So. So, I made the right. police really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nothing bad happened. I'm just saying there was a lot of people there, and crowds make them nervous. So, Thank you for clarifying. Yes, yes. <laughs> so are there any foods that um, you're hoping to find, any cu- Asian cuisines that you're hoping to find in the like area? Like sushi? I, I love what? sushi. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I totally profiled you, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone loves sushi, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, sushi would be uh, on that list. <laughs> For sure, I would like to have some recommendations on um, some great sushi places. Also, uh, Korean uh, places oh, as well. I, so yeah. many of them. Yeah, I, I don't know of any, so I, I'd be happy to uh, take any recommendations that you'd have. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically because uh, bibimbap is uh, one of my favorites. Oh, I'm a big fan of that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, one. we're located at East 40th, and on East 38th Street, there's, um, that's kind of like the, where the pockets of the Korean you know, the, the, the Korean Association. The Korean school is right there on East 38th Street. There's um, Korea House mm-hmm. and the Kim's Grocery Store right on the corner of Superior and East 38. And then a- in Asian Town Mall, upstairs on the second floor, Mayago Restaurant is a Korean barbecue place. And mm-hmm. they do have the stone pots for oh. the bibimbap. Yeah. They also do a sundofu, which is a tofu in a mm-hmm. stone pot. Oh, I haven't there. had that. No. I, my favorite is their um, junk bunk, the spicy soup with the seafood in there and the noodles. That's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> you, should, you should try it sometime. It's good. Okay. It's close to dinner time. So right, right. Yes. About Talk this. more about food. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, oh, else? don't forget about Soul Hot Pot across from Coco right. Bakery. They just reopened. They remodeled. Mm-hmm. They closed down for a while. They remodeled. Um, and now they just reopened. I've not been there since. They're on Payne Avenue between East 36 and East 34. I don't know. No, it, it, between East 38 and East 36. It's like right across from Coco Bakery, which is yeah. on East 37. Mm-hmm. And Payne Avenue. Payne Avenue. Just so. drive down it, and you'll see it. Okay. <laughs> Payne so. Commons. I'll have to write these down. I have to so like, that's, go back and listen to this. Yes. <laughs> so that's all in Asia Town. And then mm-hmm. there's one more, Seoul Garden, mm-hmm. which is in Parma on Pearl Road. Now, we were just there like a few days ago. And I think they have... Um, a seafood pancake. Well, they all have oh, yeah. seafood pancake, mm-hmm. but we like the seafood pancake there. Um, what else? What about um, Ha'an inside Ha'an of uh, Golden An. Plaza? I, I heard That's... they closed and reopened and do fusion food now. I don't... Well, they have sushi there now. Really? I've not tried it since they've re... Um, they used to be strictly Korean had... food. Right, right. And, and it's a very small... That's a very, very small um, cafe. And I think there's only, what, Maybe five, six tables yeah. or something. It's it's quite small, mm-hmm. but it's across from Superior Pho. Right. In the building. I think you, it's in the you building have called no idea. Golden we'll, Plaza. We'll draw you a map. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well there is a Asia Town there is a image T V episode on Asia Town where it would show you a little map and footprints walking to here and there about the different places in Asia Town. I think there are like what two at least two episodes on Asia Town that we you should, can look at. We should post a map on our Facebook page for people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we how, should do that. How big would you say 
Asia town is? Like, is it a couple of blocks? Is it a? It's a very odd shape. <laughs> oh, anywhere from like old historic Chinatown, which is what East Twenty First Street and Rockwell. It starts there, twenty blocks maybe, and it goes up to. We're at East Fortieth, and there's Siam Cafe, Bolong, up this way, and I. And I it's think about there might not be any four streets long. Yeah, so, so from St. Clair, which is near the lake, mm-hmm. and then up to what Perkins or Payne. Mm-hmm. So it's about. So you have St. Clair, Superior, Payne, uh, Perkins. I'm missing one. Oh, is it just four streets? I'm sorry. (laughs) Is there a clear um, end to it where you know that you're out of Asia Town once you're you've crossed the block? Sort of. It's like it's like you got the main clump and then you got little splotches. (laughs) Oh, right. Because I mean, we would love for Cleveland to be more of a biking or walking city, but the truth is, everybody drives when they're here. Um, There, there is a large amount of immigrants and a large amount of. uh, Asian Americans who live in Asia Town, but then there's more who live in the suburbs and they drive to Asia Town on the weekends or after work or whatnot. So it's it is a little bit more spread out because it it is made more for people who drive. And there are about like what four or five bigger Asian grocery stores, mm-hmm. Asia Foods and Asia, Asia Town Center, and they there's make food there too. Like they have a little. Uh, a, I would eating call it like area. Eating, like well, they, they roast duck. So, yeah, they roast duck. Well, they also make the noodles, too, with the kimchi and the pork. Oh, okay. They, they do have, a lot of They, they have like a little mini restaurant, but not very it's many people like, know about it. It's more like a lunch spot for the people in the building. And, of course, I mean, if you, if you don't work there, you can eat right. there, too. Well, but. they are <laughs> planning to open a tea house. I, they're they're ah. planning on opening a cafe and maybe another restaurant in the future. Awesome. So I don't know when that will be. But so in, And then they're at Park to Shop, which is by Asia Plaza on East 30th. So Asia Plaza is like... Um, like a mini mall. It's like mm-hmm. one of the first it's the malls. the oldest one in Cleveland. Right. Asian one. So oh, yeah. East 30th and Payne. I'll write this down for you. And so on <laughs> East 30th, Park to Shop. So that's a large grocery mm-hmm. store. But also on Payne, you know, I think it's East 31 or 32, there's a grocery store, Good Harvest. It's a white building. Mm-hmm. Um, they service a lot of the Asian restaurants. Well, they all do. Um, and then there's another one on East 38th Street, just south of East South of Payne at East 36th Street, Tink Hall. Do, do you cook or store. does your wife cook more? Um, I'd say we're about equal. Maybe I, I cook a little bit more. Okay, so this is good that you're telling him all this. <laughs> <laughs> like right. the grocery stores like, are. <laughs> right. I, I, I do appreciate that, and um, I am looking for like some some good grocery stores where I can buy like, uh, uh, like a red chili paste, like gochujang. Yes. Like, you know. Like like some fairly stock or fundamental materials to make so many other dishes. Right. Um, right. So that would be really good for for me to know. I think uh, in the future, so that I can start making making yeah. dishes at home. Well, I know across from Minan, since you're in that area, mm-hmm. there's a little little grocery store right across there. I think it's Vietnamese Market or something like that. Oh, I, yeah, I think it's um. It might actually even be connected to. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the signage looks the same, but it's, but it's across <laughs> but the it's street. It's actually across? Okay. Or across the parking lot, actually, I should say. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. right. So um, I know there's a grocery store there. Um, I know there's another mm-hmm. one near Randall area. That's Oh, yeah, what's that one Cleveland called? Asian Market, but shortened to CAM, C-A-M. Right, okay. I, I know the guy who started it. So I heard that's pretty big. and Maybe people from Solon go there, right? It is. And a lot of people living in the east suburbs go there. The only problem is, I'm, no, they're great because they're close to where I live and I don't have to drive all the way downtown. But sometimes if I'm looking for a very specific tofu or a very specific chili paste, I can't find it there and I have to come downtown. So well, I just... Okay. Yeah. But you live in Gordon Square, so you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this might be... Uh, Slightly off topic, but I've heard there was a like a night market. Yeah, uh, no, oh, yeah. The, downtown is that? Oh, good, it's getting around. No. Yes, <laughs> it's a new thing that the St. Clair Superior Development Corporation, along with what the Campus District, I think, they've partnered together. Well, St. Clair brought it; it was their concept, and they have a night market at we call it Historic Chinatown. That's like Rockwell Avenue between East Twenty First and East Twenty Second Street where they close down the streets and at night like from 5 to 11 they they have like all these vendors and they have like a stage with bands and 
you know, different acts, especially like acts that light up. You know. Yes, the twirling of the, yeah. the, the what do they do? They're just twirlers. They're twirling fire they and baton sticks that glow. Hula hoops, batons, all kinds. Mm-hmm. Anything that glows, they you know they but toss them in there. They juggle it. And... Unfortunately, it's already over for this year. Right. Um, it was. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we probably should have let off with that. Much but... like the 2013 Cuban <laughs> yeah, yes. Festival. Has been over for... <laughs> Two years now. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it was the last Friday of every month, and it was it started at 5, and it went till almost midnight. It closed at 11, um, it's yeah. so people can get cleared off by midnight. Okay. But there hasn't been talk. Are they doing it again next year? I believe they are. I hope they, so. They're but, looking for sponsors, so if uh, anyone is interested, they should contact St. Clair Superior and hope to bring that back. Because we do hear a lot of good um, feedback from that. The kebabs and the food are really authentic, and they're from the local restaurants around here. Yes, they okay. highlight the local restaurants in this area. Um, so Han Kebab is Han what, kebab has the what best Ian kebabs. was talking about. <laughs> oh. Lamb kebabs. They specialize in lamb kebab, yeah. but I'm a big fan of their squid kebabs. I like squid. Squid kebabs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they're, they're actually located um, in the same plaza as... Coco Bakery, which is the Asian bakery. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of bubble teas there. Um, <laughs> so in that, what's called Payne Commons, mm-hmm. it's a it's a little shopping strip. So Coco Bakery, um, Napa, Thailand, and there's a hair... There's a hair, hair styler. Sun I've hair. never been in there. I go to Melissa now, even though it's really far from me. Right. And then and the Tonkaba. <laughs> yeah, Melissa, our friend who has MC's, MC's line in yes. North Olmstead. So, okay. I've been trying to get her. You're, I know we're bombarding you with all this stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. You're just like <laughs> looking at us. I'm like, I feel so bad right now. <laughs> so in case your wife needs her hair um, colored or styled, um, okay. Melissa does all kinds of trendy hair. hairstyles. Oh. You know, you can look on her Facebook page and you see all these videos and pictures and of see really me. trendy hair. Yeah. Um, Yun has the... Was it, it, it was the galaxy hair, um, galaxy. and then as it started getting lighter, it was unicorn hair, and then when it really faded, it was opal hair, which is pretty <laughs> much the same thing, just different degrees of like brightness of the color. So. That's really good. It kind of evolves over time, so it's always, exactly. like, it's always a different. Mm-hmm. And then I, I told her I'd go back and let her dye my hair gray. <laughs> Most people avoid like, being gray, but right. okay. <laughs> That's what I right. thought, but it's got a really cool blue, blue tint to the gray, so I'm okay with that. It's like a really pale blue. Okay. It's uh they call it gray, but it's really like a smoky oh, color. Yeah, kind of kind of like a very soft color. Okay, now we've we're totally off track. we're totally off right. track. Okay. Let's go back to food. <laughs> right, yeah. So well, with that night market, is there um an Asian influence for that or some kind of like a bigger significance to that or was it just that it was in the historic Chinatown uh, no, district? I, I think it came about well um, their executive director of Sinclair Superior, um, he's seen night markets and heard a lot about that, and he did some research, and he wanted to bring that um, to the Sinclair Superior neighborhood because this is where Asia Town is located in mm-hmm. in his area, and so he also wanted to like um, catch on to the momentum of the Cleveland Asian Festival. But since we end at seven, he was looking for something you know more of a nightlife to create a safe environment. Um, highlighting the, the Asian culture here, so they had this idea of doing a night market where they would, you know, ha- help the businesses in the area, especially the Asian restaurants, um, you know, open for business at night. So, which, which is good for you know places like Coco Bakery. You know, they close at seven, and they're able to like continue on, you know, right. Doing then the night market night. starts, right. right? So, and it, it's it's a fun thing. It's something you know. It's it's you know, people from all ages go, you see a lot of strollers. So even though, you know, it's more of a nightlife kind of thing with music, band, food, shopping, um, it's still a fun thing for, for, for everyone to go to. Okay. Yeah. I would be looking forward to that next year. I think this past year it was from June to September, mm-hmm. last Friday of every month. Yes. Um, I mean, I... I expected something like the the night markets in China until I remember that the night markets in China are illegal. <laughs> well, actually, they are all illegal. They're very illegal. But, um, There's a lot of paperwork. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it kind of missed that kind of like, it, it doesn't have that kind of buzz, but it's still within regulations and being legal here. It's a nice 
it's a nice night festival and there is beer. Um, but I just, I wish to see more Asian entertainment. I mean, they finally, like the last two, they got the dragon dance team there. That was right. great. And then they had, uh, the Asian DJ play, but I would like to see something that's a little more something you would see, like, I don't know, a Taiwanese rock band, maybe. Oh, so, you know, yeah. something like that. Something you would <laughs> see at an actual Taiwanese night market or a Hong Kong night market. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I think that the whole DJ thing, it's great. And even though they really play mixed music, it's it's something that you would expect to see in, like, you know, New York and California. And that's great. But I want to see something that would be more like what you would see in Asia. Yeah, that would be cool. But the vendors are great. I was one of them. That's why I say, I okay. <laughs> that's not why I say it. But no, the, seriously, all the vendors were great there. Yeah, I, I was really excited because um, um, I know at least at the last one, but maybe it was the last two. They got Matt Richards. He does the Japanese pottery. Uh, Ryu Nasakabi. Yes. Is that how you say it? He, I can spell it. <laughs> yeah, I can spell it too. I'm. It, I, I can't R-Y-U-N-O pronounce. R y u n o sabai s a. I thought it was s e k e b i. He, our fan, our friend, yes, that sounds right. Um, we had him on this radio show before, and mm-hmm. he lived in Japan for 18 years. And while he was there, um, yeah, I can't remember why he was there in the first place. But he, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were discussing his pottery more. So he learned how to do traditional Japanese pottery, and he's also he does a taiko drumming group here, and he's been a large part of our community. So he, it's always exciting to see his work because you. I mean, of course, for commercial reasons, he does little Halloween and Christmas um, pottery things in, in that style. But he also, I recently bought a really cool dragon's head, and he does, like, all these uh, those little spirit houses, too. And um, my, my friend Melody bought me a tea set, a Japanese tea set for my wedding, and it was really cool. We still use it. It's functional. So hmm. lots of cool things. I know. I'm just, like, well, blabbing right now. So Pottery and <laughs> taiko drumming. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah, I know. Very so, Japanese. Okay, I'm just spelling now. <laughs> <It's> contrasting like <laughs> energies. So it's R Y U N O S A K E B I. Oh. Oh, so you're right. <laughs> I did spell it right. I saw Yin's, him recently, though. Yin's so got that's the one on it, yeah. <laughs> I'm also really good Sakabi, at spelling yeah. for the most part. <laughs> other superpower, very lame superpowers. Do you remember <laughs> the spelling of, uh, of names and titles? Okay. I, I I have to work on remembering yours. I forgot it. It's, it's u- Ure, u- Uehara. Urehara. I, I Uehara, to, yeah. I have to see it. I'm a very visual person. So. Yeah, there's a lot of vowels thrown in there at the beginning, so it kind of mixes things up quite a bit. <laughs> but I wanted to get back to sushi. Um, okay. I, it's not in Asia Town, sadly. Uh, mm. The best sushi place that I've had in Cleveland is in Ohio. Was it Ohio City or Tremont? Hold on, let me think. It's in. Tremont, and it's next to Dante's, and it's called Ginkgo, and it's a basement restaurant. It's really small. It has only a few booths, and you sit at the bar, um, but it is by far the best sushi I've ever had. In, so in, what did you eat? What, what I, was it? Oh, my God. I can't even remember, but it was like... um. I remember what it looks like. I don't remember what it was. What was? Did you take a picture <laughs> like, of it? Can yeah, you post yeah. it on our Facebook page? This it was actually last time I went was for my sister's nineteenth birthday. So that was three years ago. So, oh. so now everybody knows how old my sister is. <laughs> but um, but they had like like clams almost on on top. But then there was other. I can't explain it. But uh, Angela, whose family Angela Duong, who who uh, her uh-huh. family owns Asian Town Center, she knew the chef there who trained in Japan for a long time. Um, nothing like Jiro though. So he was working there, and she and I don't think he was he was up to Jiro's standard. Uh, but he's it's still phenomenal. I think it's the best sushi you can get okay. in Cleveland I or not, maybe even Ohio. We've not been there, so but I think Wayne and I live, we like to go to specific East in Coventry. Oh yeah, they're really good so, too. We went there. Um, Ginkgo is still better recently. though. I think <laughs> no, I know. I, I love Pacific East. Don't get me wrong, okay. but I. I'm, and Buginko is pricier, but it's I think it's worth it. And they use real wasabi; it's great. Real they wasabi. Actually, yeah, they actually like grind the root and everything, and it has oh. like a little root. It's not the powdered stuff, you know, oh, that you we'll that you mix that. Yeah, it's real sushi. I mean, I, sorry, it's real wasabi, but of course it's real sushi, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get really excited when the, I talk about the wasabi food. is real for sure. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the sushi is probably and real too. That's what I find really ironic is that the restaurant wasabi, as great as their hibachi is, their wasabi is not real wasabi. Mm. Real wasabi tastes really In good. Name you can only. eat it. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I digress. Oh my, look at the time. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk to Ken even more about food. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to OCA's Asia Town Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, and education going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. In studio with me today is Lisa Wong, president of OCA Greater Cleveland. Woo! President. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and our special guest and uh, possibly future host is Ken Urahara. Uehara. Yes, they did it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of winged it. Um, Hello. But yes, and we were talking about food before we went on break, and I would love to continue that conversation. <laughs> so uh, earlier you said you, you and your wife both do about equal amounts of cooking at home, but you do slightly more. What kind of dishes do you make, and will you cook it for us? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's very oh, yeah. important. The second that, part is very that, important. That is <laughs> completely fine. Um, I am very simplistic in nature, so the quickest to uh, completion that I can, I, I can get for food uh, is is what I'm looking for usually. So um, with with our food, it's very simple. Where we buy a lot of uh, frozen vegetables, frozen chicken, frozen fish, something like that, and we'll just toss it on the on the pan, warm, heat it up, and uh, just throw some herbs on it. Whatever like we're looking at, maybe teriyaki sauce or you know, oh. wh- like whatever we want, just just to kind of switch it up a little bit. But usually the base is the frozen vegetables, frozen yeah. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'll confess I use frozen vegetables too. <laughs> it's yeah, fast. And they last forever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, when we're cooking at home, that's usually what we do. Um, sometimes uh, we'll switch it up by uh, by doing like burritos or tacos because those are pretty pretty simple to make as well. Mm-hmm. So um, usually it's just sort of that and just sort of rotating around uh, those meals. I did have a kick, though, where I was uh, experimenting with different types of Asian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing pad thai or, mm-hmm. or trying yeah. to make pad thai. Like, and, and like usually I'll try to make the sauces from scratch and... Um, that had differing levels of success. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you have to get the lime juice proportion exactly correct. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you, it just doesn't taste right. I, I, I made it before, and I, I have to admit, it's not that easy. Okay, I don't cook, so <laughs> oh, I just know where to don't? get it at restaurants. Well, I don't cook very I can cook very simply. But I've you seen m- pictures of your cooking before. Might be Wayne's cooking. <laughs> oh. No, well, so mm-hmm. for Patai, um, there's a lot of restaurants, even restaurants that aren't typically... Thai restaurants are adding Pad Thai to their menu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, in Asia Town, map of Thailand, um, they do a Pad Thai. But Siam Cafe, which is actually near here, it's on mm-hmm. East, it's on uh, St. Clair at East 40th Street. They have a pretty good Pad Thai. Um, I haven't had their Pad Thai. i got to go really? back. Yeah, I've had their other food. I haven't ordered their Pad Thai yet. I know. It, it's technically a uh, Thai restaurant, <laughs> but they do have a lot of uh, Chinese uh, food mm-hmm. there. And a lot of so. Chinese workers there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. People people think, you know, I walk in with my blonde hair <laughs> that I don't really speak my mother language, but I do. I understand it. So I spy. Okay, I don't really spy, wow. but I listen. Eavesdrop. <laughs> I do. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> One of the larger restaurants. They do have like live fish tanks there yeah. and uh. like, lobster, crab, mm-hmm. uh, fish. So yeah, you'll find I, that live tanks in the grocery stores too. I think I'm going to okay. go get some pad thai tonight. I'm hungry oh. now. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to cook. Now that we're <laughs> talking well, about food. <laughs> do you have any secret ingredients that you put into your pad thai? No. Um, uh, I try to s- stick to the basics or fundamentals as much as possible. Uh, typically what's used... Um, uh, for different types of Asian cuisine is uh, like fish sauce. Yes. And that's something that I'm usually apprehensive about because really? um, that by itself, like um, uh, that's relatively new to me. Hmm. So unless I'm trying something something like this, like Pad Thai, um, I wouldn't know uh, what amounts to put in or, you know, like uh, how it reacts to uh, to heat, mm-hmm. um, you know, like and, and how it reacts to different types of uh, of cuisine as well. So that's something where I use kind of sparingly. Like it's the same thing as like um, like a rice vinegar. Yeah. Uh, using that too, 
Um, these are things that are like very specific, but at the same time fundamental to different types of Asian cuisine, which um, I feel that I'm still getting used to. The so. simplest Asian meal ever: right. rice and kimchi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I had that for breakfast quite a bit. So, <laughs> I'm um, so kimchi is actually a Korean term. Mm-hmm. I right. know in Chinese they call it palchae. What do they call it in Japanese? I don't know kimchi. Really? <laughs> are they really? I don't know. Quite, quite possibly. I, oh. uh, I don't think I don't think there's a uh, a term for it specifically in Japanese. You know, I've always wanted to try natto. Oh, that, that's yeah, that's really good. Like the fermented oh, really? soybeans. Most people say it's really gross. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, it's definitely an acquired taste. It is. Okay. It is. Uh, I grew up with it. Okay. So I mean, they're fermented soybeans. <laughs> right. Right. So already they don't sound appetizing, <laughs> um, but. Because uh, they have that kind of salt flavor, mm-hmm. it's it's great with rice. Wait, they're sour. Salt. Oh, salt. So okay. They ha- they have more of that kind of like that salty flavor to it. Because I mean, I've had fermented tofu before, and and you know, in like a jar where they put like uh, they fermented liquors and pickling brine, um, and chili peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it does have a very strong taste. And when I was a little kid, I couldn't tolerate it at all. But as I grew older, I liked it. It was just like a little bit that went with rice tasted great. So I'm I'm assuming natto is very similar because it's just not yet tofu soybeans. So <laughs> right, and, it's. You know, for our listeners, um, tofu comes from soybeans. So yeah, it's a similar concept. So you mean that bottled bean curd mm-hmm. stuff that's salted? Some of it's really nasty. You had to buy the right brand. <laughs> I, I bought. Yeah. I, I I buy it regularly. I try different brands. There is one brand I bought because they didn't have my usual ones, and it tasted gross. There was too much like wine in there or something, but it was a really bad balance. So I ended up throwing it away. So, yeah, I just look for whatever I'm used to seeing at my mom's kitchen. <laughs> That's how I buy it. It well, looks familiar. That must be the kind I buy. That's it. Because, you know, it is kind of a venture trying new foods, especially if it's not a brand that you know. Um, because, you know, obviously different countries have different flavors, just like Coca-Cola has different flavors for every country. And you don't know, like, maybe it's too sweet and you're not used to it and it doesn't go well and you're cooking it wrong. So it, it is true that you kind of stick with what you see in your parents' pantry. So, yeah. I think one of the more um, extreme items, uh, simply because it was outside of my ethnicity, was that I tried was something more like a like a Filipino dish. Mm-hmm. It was like bolut. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this pro- this was probably mentioned already in the radio um, from your uh, former DJ by Melody Linquist actually, and yeah. DJ Lexicon. Um, yeah. The the baby duck right in the egg. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so there's a there's a video floating out there online where um, I'm trying it with a, a friend of mine who's um, uh, he's Vietnamese and he uh, like they have a different term for it as well but then they also have like the same sort of uh, dish they just have it with um, uh, like a light sauce that you can put on it which I think is a lot better yeah. <laughs> than just eating it by itself. Uh, so that was uh, something that we tried and interestingly enough it's like you know what does it taste like? It just tastes like uh, a baby duck? It tastes like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, like chicken. Really? <laughs> no. Everything tastes like chicken, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just had a very strong... Crocodile taste. Strong like taste. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't yeah. <laughs> but uh, strong as in like salty strong, kind of like a fermented strong. Or a gamey or, strong. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like oniony? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> was, it, was it like chicken? Jeez, this was years ago. So... I do remember it just tasted something like like something very familiar, like like it was chicken or it was um, uh, some something like that. But then, it, yeah, it did have like more of um, like a like a gamey strong taste, okay. like more of like a like I guess a visceral uh, meat hmm. taste, and it crunched a lot. Oh well, <laughs> that was the bones, right? Which is interesting. Yes. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? So uh, oh, so you eat right through the bones? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I was joking, but I guess Lisa's making a face right now. Yeah. Like some of them are a little bit more developed than others. Um, so if you're the lucky one, then you you start to crunch into yours. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, moving away from food. Um, mm-hmm. So you said that you moved here from Michigan. Uh, yes. Where did you live in Michigan? Uh, much to the chagrin of, I think, many of our listeners, uh, I was in Ann Arbor. Oh, which was, uh, I like that place. The, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> University of Michigan. So I know. Well, it's I mean, Detroit, I think, would be more because of the whole Detroit, uh, Michigan, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, like, I'm not football, too... Football, football. Right. <laughs> not too sure of the rivalries. I know with uh, with college, uh, University of Michigan and 
and Ohio State are pretty big rivals. Although Ohio State's been winning for like the longest time. I I'm not sure. Did you say you Mich or Michigan State? Uh, Michigan State. I oh think I think they're rivals with both of them. Oh like really? With, uh, with both, <laughs> anyone from Michigan? <laughs> pretty much. Um, but uh, thankfully, I think the listeners will know that I did not go to school there. I just uh, <laughs> 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 I just worked there for a few years. But oh. uh, yeah, I was uh, I was in Ann Arbor for a few years working, um, and it was a great little college town. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Did they have a large Asian community there outside of the college town? They did. Um, oh, a lot of it was because of the auto industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was an area specifically where, like, the whole town was, um, I think, like, largely, um, like, an Asian population. I think more specifically Japanese because mm-hmm. of all the automakers. And it was in uh, Novi. Um, and in Ann Arbor itself, because of the university, there's just, um, like, a big Asian population. But mm-hmm. Again, because of the automaking uh, industry, there was uh, that population outside of Ann Arbor as well. Vincent okay. Chin's incident happened in Detroit, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the Vincent Chin? No. Um, I, do you, would you like to talk about it? Um, <laughs> so Vincent Chin, um, he's of Chinese descent, and he was in the Detroit area. He was actually you know, celebrating. It was at his bachelor party because he's getting married the next day. And some auto workers who were laid off um, saw him and took him for Japanese and beat him up pretty badly. Because the Japanese cars were taking over the American industry at the time. And they just kind of profiled him incorrectly. Um, But the saddest part is that nobody really teaches about it in school. I actually vaguely remember my government teacher mentioning it in high school. He's like, oh, this is one of the lesser-known incidents. Um, but, uh, you know, OCA did an event. Um, well, there was a 30th anniversary of that event, so it was just remembering the case and seeing how we can learn from it um, because, you know, he died. Mm-hmm. and He was he was brutally he, beaten, and, and the then, people got off with the warning. Right, right. They didn't get much right. jail time got, at like, all, and it was just, it was unbelievable because if it was any other if that person was any other color, it'd be different. Hmm. So it's that's probably one of the challenges. And and it was also to recognize that uh, there was a general assumption that Asian Americans just kind of rolled over or non-confrontational, that they would just let this slide and forget about it. Um, and that there was people all over the country at the time who wanted to change the thinking. So then there were marches and protests and just, I, I don't even remember how it ended. It went on for so long. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that you mention it, it, like it has, it sounds vaguely familiar. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't think I knew to the extent of what uh, what was going on or, or the aftermath of that. Right. And uh, you know, there were videos that you guys showed um, that I more than what I was aware of of these people speaking up and how different it was for people uh, born second, third generation Asian American as opposed to people born overseas and then coming here as a first gen. So. Yeah, there was a screening of a movie that we uh, watched to, you know, so to educate people about the incident. Well, this so. this uh, this show just turned very somber. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget about Vincent Chin. Google him and like, I, I don't think he has a page, but just, just remember that this happened. And let's just Thanks. try not to let this happen again. Right. Uh, but where were you, Ken, before Ann Arbor? <laughs> we're trying to figure out. Yeah. You, I, you're like a I've been jumping all over the place. Um, <laughs> prior to that, I was in San Diego going to uh, going to grad school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I grew up in Hawaii. I was oh, born and raised wow. there. So that was. Um, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so San Diego's about, nice, too. Yeah. San Diego's very nice. Um uh, Hawaii. So you, you talk about uh, like a complete flip for me, where um, most of the people around me were either Asians or Pacific Islanders. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving from there to the continental states, the mainland, um, suddenly like that flips the script for me, <laughs> where like, now I'm truly a minority. <laughs> wow. Well, you started in San Diego, so that mm-hmm. that wasn't. As, oh yeah, it's bigger than just throwing you straight to Detroit. That is correct. Yeah, uh, with San Diego because there's uh, 
there's a lot of transients, like people just kind of coming in for school or for work, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a lot of uh, diversity there already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, just um, like I could I could notice quite a big difference uh, because growing up in Hawaii, most of the people around me were uh, Asian or, or Pacific Islanders, like people who were white were just like very few and far between <laughs> or even black. Wow. Um, uh, Hispanics, I think there were some. You know, so like that's that's the crazy thing where it's like I I knew, um, and even in the surveys, if you do like a census or something, then they would break down all the different populations. It's like, are you Micronesian? Oh, are you wow. Japanese? Are you Korean? Are you know like all, like so many different substeps? Right. Right. Uh, but now that I'm like here, are you Asian slash Pacific Islander? Right, right. <laughs> Not Hispanic. There is a movement trying to like um, change that, right. you know, to be more specific because, you know, when they report about heart disease or diabetes, it's different for different cultures. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. trying the to break it down. The entire other half of the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, and Europe, but the entire other half of the world. So. Yeah, it's really hard to lump that down to just one survey question, so... We are running low on time, mm-hmm. um, so I guess we're going to have to ask you that question we ask everybody. We have so many more questions, but we'll just have to bring you back on the show okay. uh, or make you a host. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. But, uh, but what is your favorite Asian dish, and will you make it for us in the near future? Well, we already talked about some of my favorites. Um, I think one specifically, going back to sushi, and this I can't make for you because I'm not even sure how or like how to get them fugu? to no, not for okay. me. Uh, is is uni sea urchin? Oh, okay. Wow. So that is. That's what I ordered at Ginkgo. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I remember now. I'm sorry. Oh, Go ahead. oh yeah, and that's how I uh, test the, I guess, the quality of uh, sushi restaurants I go to is the is the uni. Oh yeah. If it's really good, um, then I, I immediately I'm biased and I think that the rest of the the sushi here is is probably good too because it takes so much effort to make sure that the uni is good mm-hmm. because it can turn very bad very quickly. What do you mean? Like does it have a a, a low shelf life? Yes. Oh, extremely really? okay. low. Um so people who have tried it and said that they hated it was probably because they've had bad uni mm-hmm. because it it can taste like bitter and and just just tastes awful in general. It was so tender. Yeah, <laughs> good uni. Now. Yeah, and now you know where to get it. Like butter, yes. like butter. It yeah. was really good, and it was really expensive, and it was gone in a bite. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Ken, for coming on to our show today. Thank and you. Lisa, thank you for being here. And is the ghost host out there in the ethereal realm? No, he's shaking his head at me. He must not be able to find his... There he is. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week here Sunday at 7 p.m. for OCA's Asia Town Voice. Have a good night.